number of years ago, I remember in the place where we lived, there was a water plant had been built not far away, and the water plant was put there for to pump the water to the new houses that were being built. And the water plant was working very successfully, and the pipes were all laid. But just not far from us, there was one house, and they tried the taps, and they did everything they should do internally, but the flow of the water wasn't too good. And no matter how they tried, the water wasn't running. And they could get a wee bit dribbling out, but not too good. And so there was complaints, and they said, no, there's nothing wrong with the uh, unit, the supply unit. The water plant's fine, and the taps are fine, and everything on both ends is fine, but there's a problem. So they had to bring in the diggers, and they started digging. And they pulled up a pipe, and they discovered in the pipe there were stones had got into the pipe. And as a result of the stones in the pipe, the water couldn't get through. And God in heaven has got a water plant. And that water plant supplies the power and the unction of God the Holy Spirit. And it's possible in prayer to be praying and to ask the Lord, Lord, would you bless and would you save and would you move among people and to be really working at the top, and that's good. But there's something that God has been showing me over the last week and has confirmed to me over and over again regarding this place. And that is that there are stones in the pipe. The Holy Spirit really wants to work here. But there are blockages that are stopping him doing what he really wants to do. And I'm going to bring to you four little stones tonight. And I want those of you who are praying to remember this, and I want everybody to listen carefully. The Bible says that judgment must begin at the house of God. In other words, God does, doesn't come and start saving souls. God says, if there's things wrong in my house, I deal with them first. That's my way. Then, when I deal with my house, I then work among the unconverted. I don't know how many times people have taken me aside in gospel meetings and said to me after speaking to Christians, Alan, it was a gospel meeting. And I've come to realize that so many Christians, indeed sometimes pastors, don't realize that if you preach the Lord's message, even it's to the Christians that the Lord can save people. You just give his message and he works. Judgment must begin. I'm going to mention them very briefly to you. The first one is fear. Fear. The Bible says that perfect love casteth out fear. And many of the Lord's people are driven and compelled 
and almost driven with fear. Fear is not from the Lord. It's not from the Holy Spirit. For God gives us his spirit. And he gives us his peace. And fear is a tool of Satan to paralyze the people of God and to paralyze the soul. So that the Holy Spirit is greatly grieved. Because when you're full of fear, you're not full of faith. When you're full of fear, you're believing that everything around you is going to destroy you, but you no longer believe that God is in charge. You no longer believe that God has control over the events of your life. Fear essentially declares to the Holy Spirit in our lives, I don't believe that God can look after me. That's what happens in the spirit realm. The message of fear in you sends a message to God. I don't believe that you're who you say you are. Now, you'll never say that in a church prayer meeting, but your life will declare it. And the spirit world reads it if you're full of fear. The other one is unbelief. Unbelief. The Bible says that the Lord Jesus, when he went to his own hometown, that he could not do many miracles among them because of their unbelief. In other words, the Lord, it wasn't that he wouldn't do them. The Bible says he couldn't do them. Here we have a huge obstacle to God working because of unbelief. The third stone is legalism. Legalism. That's a message all on its own, but it's mentioned in the book of Galatians where Paul said, I fear lest I have preached to you in vain. These people were converted people. They had come to the Lord supernaturally by the power of the Holy Spirit, but they reverted back to adding to the gospel. They added little bits on and said, you've got to do this and you've got to do that and you've got to do the other. And Paul came to them in despair and he said, I fear lest I have wasted my time. You have become bewitched. You have a spell has been put upon you. Whenever Paul was saying that, he was pointing out that the Holy Spirit was frustrated with God's people. The Holy Spirit was frustrated. He wanted to work, but he couldn't because of legalism. What is legalism, very briefly? Legalism is emphasis on all the wrong things. It's like the story I heard of an old lady who was driving her car and the car broke down. The engine had a problem, a failure, a malfunction, and it broke down. And so she rang her friend and said, my car is broke down. It won't start. Well, they said, you better do something mechanically. So she got out and she uh, took a cloth and she rubbed the wing mirrors and cleaned them up. And she got back in to drive the car, but the car wouldn't start. In the church today, what we're doing is that we're taking a rub or a cloth out to the wing mares of the church. We're doing the non-essential things. 
and we're making a big song and dance about them, and the engine's not working, and the Holy Spirit is not present, and His power is not among the people of God, because legalism is a frustration to the Holy Spirit. Paul said, I fear lest I have labored in vain with you. God cannot work with you because of all your little man-made rules and laws. The final one is gossip. Gossiping. There was an old preacher in America called John Hatfield. John Hatfield preached. He was a an amazing preacher. He used to jump from one side of the pulpit to the other, and there was windows at either side of the pulpit, and he used to jump up into the windows and preach from the windows. But John Hatfield was an old holiness preacher, and he used to preach about the things that really needed to be preached about in order for the Lord to work among his people. John Hatfield was praying one night and preaching and praying each night. And what happened was he made an appeal. And this lady came out to the front to an altar. They had an altar in the church. And she came out and she fell down and she cried and pleaded that God would really move in her life and God would get her through to a new place. But it didn't happen. And she was out every night and John Hatfield became very frustrated because this woman came out yelling and blaring and crying every night at the altar, and he thought, what is going on? And eventually he prayed, and he said, Lord, please show me. Show me what's wrong with this woman. What's the problem that this woman can't get into a, a better place with God? Where she's, what is wrong? And the Holy Spirit showed him. And so that night, whenever the church was full, she came forward again and banged and yelled and cried that God would meet her, and he stood up beside her and he said, Madam, if I told you what God told me is your problem, would you be willing to repent? She said, Absolutely, I want God with all my heart. Well, he said, God has showed me that you have a 30-foot tongue, and the altar's long enough you could get most of the tongue on the altar. She turned around and said, no, I'm not a gossip. He turned to the congregation and he says, put your hand up if this woman's a gossip. And every hand went up. You see, if you're a gossip, people know you're a gossip. No, you'd never be found in adultery. You'll never steal. You'll never murder but your tongue is set on fire of hell. It's the most unruly member of the body, the Bible says. And it'll get you into situations that your hands and feet would never get you out of. And God wants that tongue brought to the altar. And God wants repentance for your tongue. Because these things are grieving and hindering the work of the Holy Spirit in what he is desiring and planning to do in this place. You see, friends, God is willing to work, but we've got to be willing to want him to work. And we have to be willing to let the pipe be pulled up 
and the stones to be removed. In Old Testament times, whenever Moses or Nehemiah or others got up or Ezra, they would read the word of the Lord and then they would call on the people of God to respond to the word of God, whether they would keep it or not. And the people would respond openly and they would declare before God and in his presence alone what they were choosing to do. And I'm going to do that now. Because the Bible says that we may be hearers only of the word and not doers, thus deceiving our own selves. And so what we're going to do now, and I invite you to join, I invite you to come in prayer with me to God in prayer, for he is here and he is watching and he is listening. And I encourage you to obey the Holy Spirit. I encourage you to yield to the Holy Spirit. And so we're going to bow our heads in prayer. And we're going to ask the Lord to forgive us. And we're going to ask him to work in our lives. You see, my dear Christian friend, this is not a sightseeing event. It's not sightseeing. And I think I could identify with Bertie that I'm not really interested in who's here or how many's here. The only thing that interests me and has all week, in fact, since the beginning, is what is God thinking? That's all that's interesting me. What is God thinking? And I have been so blessed and encouraged that God has been speaking to my heart. And he has been showing me things and confirming them. And so what I do tonight is simply for the purposes of God and his kingdom. And so I want you to follow me in prayer. We're going to pray. And we're going to confess these things to God in prayer. And then we're going to declare that we're turning from our sin. And we're going to be honest with God and honest with one another. So I want you to pray after me. I'm going to pray. And then you're going to pray after me. And we're going to call on the Lord tonight because our eyes are upon him. So I invite you to follow me in prayer. Lord Jesus, I want you to really say it out. Lord Jesus, I come to you. I acknowledge my sin. I repent for fear, for unbelief, legalism, gossip. I acknowledge that I have a cold heart. I confess it to you now, and I repent. Lord Jesus, forgive, heal, restore. Send the Holy Spirit in mighty power and move in this community and send a gracious revival 
In Jesus' name. I declare that the Lord, he is God. And he shall be my God. Forever and forever. Amen. Amen. Let's bow in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for the people of God. Want to thank you, Lord, that you long to bless more than we long to be blessed. And so in your name tonight, Lord, we take authority over all the influences and powers of darkness, Lord, that seek to, Lord, hinder and step in between, Lord, the heavens and earth. And we take authority in the heavens over those dark demonic entities that, Lord, in any way strangulate and restrict the flow of your spirit. And we bind them in Jesus' name. And we pray the release of the power of the Holy Spirit onto this community and into this church. And we pray tonight, Lord, that you will release the power of the Holy Spirit in among the people of God. We pray, Lord, that you will come and deal with hearts tonight. We pray that you will bring sleepless nights as men and women begin to fear the Lord and begin to walk in his ways. We pray that you will bring the sin of the past that has been covered and hidden, that you will bring it all out to the light, Lord. We pray that you will bring everything hidden out to the light, Lord. Bring it up before the people of God in their beds, Lord. Bring it up before them in their homes. Bring up, Lord, all that's going on in marriages. Bring up everything that's going on in businesses. Bring up everything, Lord, all the darkness, Lord. Bring it out to the light in the people of God. Bring out all their deception, Lord, all their fear, all their gossiping, Lord. We pray that you'll bring it all out to the light, Lord. Bring it all to the light. You're a God of light. And we take authority over the darkness in Jesus' name. And we pray, Lord, that you will release your blessing and your anointing. And we pray, Lord, that you'll give great victories by the power of your Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.